With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's the midway point of the offseason in football. The official midway point draft day is upon us. Miller and Condon here for the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Busy show. A couple of really good guests. Well, I don't want to say that the other two aren't good guests, but uh, anytime we can get Blair Kirkhoff, Trent Condon, mm-hmm. I make, he makes our show better, in my opinion. Saw Blair at the Final Four. Talked to him a couple of different times. Good. Planted that seed and thanked him I for what did. he did for us. Good. You know, if you're a Big 12 fan... You got a business? You want to hear Blair Kirkhoff each and every week? Uh, you're working this angle. I see what Re- you're doing. Reach out to us. I think we can find a, a great home for you and a great home for Blair Kirkhoff on a weekly basis here on Miller & Condon. No, he's terrific. He's a longtime columnist for the Kansas City Star. He covers the Big 12. He covers the Royals. He covers the Chiefs. He is in our wheelhouse, in our footprint, and uh, Blair Kirkhoff going to join us in 1025, and I like the way you're thinking. Love to have Blair on a uh, weekly basis. We will see if we can uh, make that happen. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News is going to join us. We'll do uh, a lot of draft with Bill. Of course, Bill, I just saw a tweet. Two of our Sporting News guys are teaming up today. Vinnie Iyer and Bill Bender going to tackle uh, tonight and tomorrow night as far as the NFL draft, so we'll pick Bill's brain. He saw most of these kids in college, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get Bill's take on on some of these names. Look forward to Bill uh, Bender coming up. 11-15, I know the Iowa Wild are on the road, but I don't care. They're in the playoffs. They're it's up big. to nothing. It is big. Uh, and they've got a chance to sweep the Milwaukee Admirals tonight. We're going to talk to the voice of the Iowa Wild, Joe O'Donnell. The game airs here, correct? Yes. right 7 after o'clock? 6.45 is normally the pregame. I'm not positive if they're just going to go with the full hour for Barnstormers oh, Weekly I'm sure they will. into it yep. and then just right into puck drop at 7 o'clock. But I will check here and get official confirmation gotcha. before we get off. Yeah, Joe Stacy and company, Barnstormer Weekly uh, at 6 o'clock. By the way, the boy, the Fanatics are out tonight. Are they not at Twin Peaks? I they are, say? yes. Out a little draft about. party for them tonight? That'll be a good one. Chris will get to see his Vikings, probably screw up a first-round draft pick. Hopefully they get it in on time this year. Yeah, I've seen that before, haven't we? A couple you of know, times. The speculation is, and our, and our buddy Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports actually uh, was the one that alerted us via Twitter to this. What if the Patriots don't use their pick tomorrow, or at the end of the draft today? Pick 32. What if they just decide, you know what? That fifth year isn't as important as holding off that pick, because do they get to... The consensus was is they get to carry it over to tomorrow. So if there's a team that has to have, wants to move in, wants to jump ahead of everybody, could Belichick, because you know him. Yes. If there's an edge to be had, he is going to find it. And I'm there's know a he loophole. Can. He will if, get it. If there's a loophole, he already knows about it and he's planning on pulling off this caper. That is a really, really yeah, good Frank one. Yeah, Frank Schwab Yahoo Sports had that uh, a couple of days ago. But um, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk uh, to Joe O'Donnell uh, at 11.15. And then our guy, 
Matt, and you got to help me out with his last name. He's uh, the Sports Information... What what is it? Matt Manasarian. Info Solutions. Yes, Sports Info Solutions. That's where our buddy Mark Simon, formerly of ESPN Baseball Tonight, he's over there running the baseball side. And Matt is their NFL draft guy. He, We have the handbook there in the studio. It is wall-to-wall packed with information. Hopefully people have heard him here with us the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. This and will be it what? Up. His third appearance, I want yes, to say. Yes, yes. Uh, really like Matt and glad to have him in the fray and going forward, hopefully. Uh, he stays in this realm. Former Good. scout was with the Saints, with, with the Browns. Knows certainly the game and the information that he provides is going to be great. So we're going to go a little longer with him today. We, we've hit a couple of quick hits, you know, t- 12 minutes or so. We're going to extend this out a little bit longer, maybe closer to 20 minutes. and Really dive deep, not just the local guys, but also go into the local teams a little bit deeper on. And, and then the top of that first round, Kyler Murray. Is he a lock? He There's has a lot be. of smoke saying that they're going to Quinnen Williams is the guy. Vegas, he's – you can bet in Vegas. I think this is – the third year. year is it the third year? Is third it really? Because I heard uh, an interview last week with oh, the, I can't remember what casino he runs, but he was on with Doug Kazarian with ESPN, and, who has the gambling show. And we are going to have Doug Kazarian either next week or the week after. Which I'm really looking forward yep. to Doug, great guy that actually started his television career in Iowa over in the Quad Cities. Is that a fact? How about that, huh? So, uh, so then he went to where? Did he go right to cuz he can't he's He right, went to Vegas. He went to Vegas, okay. And I don't know if there was another stop before he got to ESPN, but he runs he is the host of the gambling show that's on ESPN News every mm-hmm. day at 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and also has a, a gambling podcast that he does. So, uh but the sportsbook director back to the point said last year they got clubbed on the NFL draft. They put the props up too early. Yeah. And, and the people the sharps, right? The, the people that were really paying attention, they got absolutely. So they waited. In fact, they didn't post their odds until Monday this week, mm. and the, and it's closed right now. Last night was mm-hmm. uh, you had to, if you wanted to bet on the draft, you had to do so because uh, I saw Peral tweet this uh, yesterday that he was betting on the draft and he had to get it done by a certain point yesterday because they closed betting uh, going into today. So, Makes sense. It does. Uh, the draft tonight, I guess weather is a factor, believe it or not. That's the craziest <laughs> thing I saw today. Is The draft is supposedly going to take place at an outdoor venue in Nashville and um, weather's and, and lightning might have something to say about that and they may have to move it indoors. It's going to happen. I can't wait. I'll watch uh, picks 1 through 32. I can't wait to see who it is or what it is that turns this thing on his head because it's going to happen every single year and all those people that have been doing mock drafts basically for the last 12 months, it's going to be all tossed out the window because something unforeseen uh, is going to happen. It does every year. It's the way it plays out and today it will be no different. It is a spectacle. It is maybe at times overblown. Well, it's certainly grown to it. I mean, I don't know how much bigger it can get. I love the yeah. fact that they've moved it around to various cities. Chicago was the first to get it. They had it back-to-back years after it left uh, uh, New York. Um, and I think Denver's got it next year, or they're, they're in the right? rotation. Yeah, but they're moving it around, and Philadelphia had it last year or two years ago. Philly had it recently, and they try to outdo each other. with the, the One city tries to outdo the other, so it's a great spectacle. Let's recap last night in sports before we get into you know some of the other stuff with Blair Kirkhoff coming up and Bill Bender in the first hour. Uh, there was just so much going on. You put Javi Baez in your update. I'm glad you did. As impressive as the three-run homer was in the sixth inning, I thought his play to lead off the seventh inning was was maybe just yeah. as spectacular. Ball not hit sharply. Jock Peters, Peterson, right? Yeah. Who was pinch hitting and not the fleetest of foot. 
But an unbelievably tough play and an unbelievably great play by both A. Baez and Anthony Rizzo to scoop that ball at first base and get, okay, it's just one of three outs in the seventh inning. You're making too big of a deal out of it. Yeah, you're up three. I get that. But it was Javi Baez doing Javi Baez things yet again. Continuing the momentum that they built there, I set out a... Uh, maybe I was being a bit of an ass, Jason Hayward, for MVP, but... He's looking. He's having a great <laughs> he's year. He's having a great year. Christian Yelich is still the MVP of the early portion of the season. Zuna's not bad either. No, he's been really, really good, and, and finally back after that shoulder injury from a year ago. How about that outfield that the Marlins had? Yeah. I mean... Not too shabby, huh? you got to be sick if you're a Marlins fan. have to be sick. Well, the good news is there really aren't many of them. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's the silver lining here, right? But my good God, Trent, the talent that they had. Uh, anyways. Anyways. This race, who do you like right now? Handicap it. In the central division? In the central. Well, I picked the Cardinals to win, and I'm not going to budge. You're not budging? Not at this point, no. I, you shouldn't. I don't think so. Best record in the National League. They do. They won again. What did you say? Five straight yesterday? Five in a row. Five straight was their uh, with their win yesterday. Waka got put on the DL yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Cubs cards is coming up next weekend, I want to say. That in sounds Wrigley. right. Yeah, I was looking ahead, I think, just the other day, and I saw do that. Do you remember when we first started talking about this first series Cubs cards and what was behind? What was the impetus in January for us bringing up this first series of Cubs cards? Because Yachty was all, yes. all fired up. <laughs> because Chris what? Bryant had the audacity at a Cubs convention to take a shot at the city of St. Louis. And Molina was having none of that and couldn't wait, couldn't wait, till he saw the Cubs because there was going to be a little bit of payback when they saw him for the first time. So is he going to get one in the middle of the back? I don't think anything's going to happen, Trent. I, I, and I honestly believe that that, that was the most overblown uh, story of January, February, and nothing's going to happen. Look, I hope it does, but mm-hmm. um, it's great rivalry, and it was certainly good fodder in uh, when it happened in mid-January to get baseball into the conversation. But yeah, that's coming up, and the Cubs don't look now. They find themselves two games back of the Cardinals. That was fun last night, watching the Cubbies uh, come back, and now they will win the series uh, against the Dodgers, they uh, first pitches this afternoon for Game Three. Of that set John Lester back off the not the DL, the IL, right. uh, to uh, take his place on on the rubber tonight. As they try and sweep the Dodgers, which would be pretty good accomplishment because that's a pretty good ball club. Uh, this Dodgers team, uh, uh, NBA from last night, I didn't watch much. I was locked in on the uh, on the double overtime in Game Number Seven, but the Warriors, Trent, what is going on here? Are they are they bored? Is it, is it just, I mean, they're, it's, it would be a slight to say that they're not trying. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a better team, but why, why haven't they taken care of business by now? Because Houston, after all, is sitting there with their feet up watching this thing. You know, watching Barkley after the game as I want to do just because he's so good. I don't like studio shows in general, but Barkley and the Jet, mm-hmm. just, they're it's, terrific. It's so good. Yep. It's incredibly good. But he said it perfectly. This is a team that just feels like they can, they can put it on whenever they want. And watching that game and flipping back and forth between that and the hockey and then getting really dug in in the, in the uh, second half, it felt that way. We're fine. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. And they came back and they took the lead. Durant came swooping in, had a dunk. They take a one-point lead after trailing since the middle of the second quarter. Right, here it is. And it felt like exactly probably how the Warriors felt. We'll be able to turn it on. We'll win this thing late. Didn't. Lou Williams is nuts. Mm. That guy's a cyborg. I, I don't know what's going on. Lou Williams. I know. This is the second. This is the second time he's taken over. This right? Yes. He had that monster performance yes. in game two mm-hmm. in the thirty-one point comeback. Mm-hmm. Another one last night. He has thirty-three. Every single time the Warriors 
would have a push or get back in that fourth quarter, or as I said, take the lead, he was right back the other way. Incredibly good. It's fun watching the Currys go against each other. Yeah. I really enjoyed seeing that back and forth. And just overall, a series that nobody anticipated would be here. A game, sure. You figured one of the games would be in L.A. that they would have won, not two in Golden State. They go to L.A. now for a game six. Yeah, and Houston's will be crazy. Houston's already sat there. Mm-hmm. They're ready. They'll be rested. They'll be waiting. But these concerns, I believe, are real. And what this if the NBA the loses the Golden State Warriors? They're in big trouble. Oh, man. Because unless it's the Celtics from the East, you're already concerned. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Sixers bring the name, it's but big, not the no, Celtics. Right. Not to the Celtics level. You're right. But the 76ers don't have that national brand. No. And they did, though. You may think back to the that's 70s. That's a long time ago. You're right, 100%. Couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Yeah, Mose Malone hasn't played in a long time. <laughs> right. Dr. J? Yeah, got long gone. Cheeks, uh, company, yeah, gone. Right. My doctor is Dr. Stephen Fuller for Fuller, not Dr. J. Yes, he is. That Mine is too. That is the way that you, you know, younger people, younger than me, mm-hmm. I barely remember the end of that, that 76ers run. Now you're talking about, and the NBA, how important and how vibrant it is inside the teens, 20s, early 30s, those people. They don't know the Sixers. Nope. They know about the nope. rebuild. Nope. I'm sure a lot of them like Never Embiid. heard of Billy Cunningham, who? No, exactly. So they already have that. Then you take the Warriors away and you replace it with? Even Houston with Harden, yeah, he's a name. But I agree, Trent. It's it's yeah, it's look. They're already, out, they're already out without LeBron. Yeah. So, conversely, in the NHL, uh, the four division winners are all out. Seven of the top ten, uh, seven of the teams with the top with the best records in the top ten. Mm-hmm. That's awful way to describe it. <laughs> seven of the best ten teams are out, gone, gone. Um, all the wild cards still alive. And I don't think it matters. It certainly doesn't matter here. No. Um, and I, I don't think it does. No Canadian team again. I mean, it's been a long time. That's so, good for TV. Here. It's good here for TV. Yeah, and it doesn't matter up there, I don't think, other than the fact that the, the Leafs... The Leafs are to Canada what the Yankees and Red Sox are to the United States. Without the success. With what? Well, true. Without the... Been since 1967. But the hatred... Mm-hmm. You know, we sit here in the middle, oh, Yankees, Red Sox, come on. East, yeah. Such an East Coast bias, blah, blah, blah. It's all we ever hear. Get that. That's the Leafs mm-hmm. in Canada. Everybody's sick of the Leafs. Um, I'm glad that the, there's no Canadian team left. I want my team to be the first Canadian team to break this streak. But, What's the um, streak go back to? Is it Montreal? 1991 or With- three in Mon- the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, Patrick was last championship as a habitant. He won with the Avalanche uh, when he got to Colorado. Lanch still around? Yeah, they got a big chance, too. Nathan McKinnon is a superstar. Uh, they, they've got a really big chance. St. Louis and uh, Dallas will start tonight. That's going to be a fun series. Carolina wins in double OT last night. They got on a plane, head right to Boston, was to take on the Bruins. That won't be easy. Doesn't feel like the Islanders play since, like, March. They haven't. Neither was the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> you you know? sweep and the other series That's goes true. long. Sitting around. They've been off for almost two weeks, for crying out loud. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. So, really good night in sports last night. Well, it'll even ratchet up here today. All right, so you kind of hinted, uh, Kyler Murray. Let's let's start there, and then we're, at some point we're going to go on record where we think we both agree Hawkinson's the first one gone. Right? Yes, I, I believe there's so. no There's no team that's fallen in love with Noah Fant that will surprise us. He's going to be a first round, I think. Yeah, um, but there's no, there's going to be no surprise that somebody grabs Fant before Hawkinson. I don't think so. I, 
and it still is surprising to me. You you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed TJ Hawkinson. I said before the year last year, I thought he was going to have a statistically better mm-hmm. season, and I think he surpassed that. Well, we see NFL draft prospects and what they say about him. So Hawkinson's always been a guy, going back to his high school days, I, I thought had a really, really good chance to becoming a good player. We're talking about an NFL tight end. When you think of great tight ends, yes, he can do both things. He can be dynamic mm-hmm. both in the passing game and the running game. But to use a top 10 pick on that, I, I struggle with that. I really do. And that's why I, what your Broncos have 10. They do. And, and he's very much in play, even though, I mean, remember Jake Butt with Michigan? Yes. Remember how dominant he was? Now before he's had, injury. But, well, for a couple of injuries. Um, He's there, and Jeff Hireman from Ohio State had a good career at tight end. But I'm seeing a lot of love for Hawkinson at 10 to Denver. Mark Emmert uh, last night on Hawk Central told me that that has been the team that he has talked to the most. He did a big article really? on P.J. Hawkinson. It's in today's paper. And it was far and away mm-hmm. the team that he has talked to the most was the Denver mm, Broncos. Interesting, so, interesting. little insider tip there for Yeah, you. I don't think Denver's going to go quarterback. That had been the, the rumor. I don't know. I'd rather see, as a Bronco fan, I think I'd rather see them take defense. But if Hawkinson is half as good as everybody believes he's going to be, Trent, they're calling him one of the best tight ends to come out in, in years. I just... I don't know. Maybe I'm too close to the situation. Maybe, because I feel the same way. He was great in college, but really? Is he Shannon Sharp, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Tony Gonzalez? No. No, we didn't, we didn't see that. We didn't no. see that. Lo- I that saw level more of that out of no offense. That level of athleticism that you have to be at that level. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of people are making the equation between him and uh, Jason tra- Witten. Jason, yeah, Witten, I think, is a good one, because Witten was never a guy... That wowed you with athleticism. No, Early on, he could run. Right. But it wasn't... When people are talking about putting him in the same vein as Gronkowski, I know. that guy was a freak. Yes. He's a and not, those other three names I just mentioned are Hall of Famers. I don't see him as a freak athletically. A good athlete. Very good athlete mm-hmm. for the tight end position. And that's why I continue to struggle. A top 10, a top 15 pick on TJ Hawkinson? Well, if he gets past Denver at 10, Green Bay, I think, is is just... They're they're licking their chops, hoping that somehow he's there at twelve. Yeah, we had Sinekin went Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday yep. um, said the same thing. That's the intel he gets. Not that you know that these guys are in rooms, but mm-hmm. you know you follow that team closer than anything and pick up on as much uh, as you possibly can. Well, it's going to be fascinating. Something's going to happen if it's not Kyler Murray at one, because Josh Rosen has no idea. He swears up and down that Which he is does crazy, not isn't know. It? I mean, it's yes. just, I guess he is an employee. And until mm-hmm. something happens, yeah, they don't have to tell him. No, uh-uh. They don't have. They don't owe him anything. No, nope. he's shown up. He's, he's shown up during the off season for the stuff that he's been. I mean, it's all voluntary at this point. But there he is. He's right. in there, according to Kingsbury. He's really impressed with what he's done um, in, in the process. Man, I don't know. If I'm a team that has to give up, say a third rounder for Rosen. And you need a quarterback? Absolutely. Oh, I th- if it's a, a, that's all it is, is a third rounder? What if it's a, an early second rounder, though? If you're the Dolphins. He was the top 10 pick. He was, was the 10th overall last year. And what's he done to prove he can't play in the league? I mean, there's a reason Arizona's drafting number one. They're awful. Their offensive line was atrocious. Yes. I mean, we joked about the Vikings' offensive line from not just last year, but a couple years back. It was as bad as I remember mm-hmm. seeing in a long time. That Cardinals... And I admittedly didn't watch a ton right. of Cardinal games, but what I well, did, and Rosen didn't start all sixteen of them either. Right. This isn't his fault that they're in this spot. I don't get it. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, maybe your Denver Broncos. Well, that's where I'm hoping. I'll be honest with you, because Rosen get, was. You think back to the you and I up the dial last year. Mm-hmm. 
Rosen was my guy. It was. That's yes. the guy I wanted out of all of them. Chosen Rosen. I was in on Rosen his freshman year at UCLA. I picked him to go to the college football playoff. Did you? Didn't quite work out, but I'm also, I've been a big Rosen guy. I just, I wonder the way that they're handling this. Mm. It just seems incredibly odd on the outside. What if they don't take Murray? What if they, you know what? Quentin Williams is the best player in this draft. I think We're he is too. Him. I think he's the safest player. Yeah. Maybe Nick Bosa. Maybe Nick Bosa. Those Injuries. are the two. Well, coming off the injury, sure. And, and uh, you know, when it happened last year, I was, he did the right thing. He yes. shut down his college career. He's going to be, he was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft, but we didn't know about Kyler Murray he was going to forego baseball. And I, I don't know. I'm still not sold, Trent. I'm not sold in this quarterback class. Is somebody going to, um, panic is there going to be a team out there that just has to have a quarterback you hear washington wants to move up in the draft and where are they they're 15 they want to get into the top 10 maybe haskins i don't know i don't know jones with the with the 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 duke quarterback jones is rumored to be a giant that he's going to be eli manning's replacement after this year if you're going to take one of the isn't Dwayne Haskins the guy that you're looking at? I mean, but is he that? He started one year. I get it. He started one year, to, but the one year was pretty darn good. Yes, it was. Um, Statistically, as good as any of those Ohio State quarterbacks have done. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I'm not in love with any of them. No, I'm not. I'm not either. We see this year after year after year, mm-hmm. reaching in the first round for picks. Christian Ponder, as he brought up the other perfect day. one. Was he 15 or 12? Was he twelve? Maybe that sounds. I think he yeah. was. He was either twelve or fifteen. They did they move up to a couple of yes, spots? Yes, I think they believe they did. I was watching. There was a run on quarterbacks. The uh, it's now closed. The old Chicago over by Merle Hay. I was there with my wife and my stepbrother, who is also a Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. And I had been joking with my wife all week long that you know the Vikings are going to take Christian Ponder. <laughs> no, they're not. Absolutely. Then they trade up, and I said, "Whoa!" And we're sitting there, and we're watching. Hey, the Vikings are on the clock, and they they both turn. Here comes Christian Ponder, and the, shut up, Trent. And with the 12th selection in the NFL draft, the Vikings select, and I laughed for a good 90 seconds. I just couldn't stop. My stepbrother spiked his silverware. He was all fired <laughs> up. My wife was apoplectic. It was those NFL draft moments. Hopefully we'll get another one of those tonight. Indeed. I like laughing at the draft more than anything. Uh, well, I can't wait to watch it. Well, they're, they're listening to us at Jester Park Golf Course, Trent. So shout out to the folks at Jester Park. Uh, I need to get up there. Me and, me and the wife like to play the par three. You know, I've never played that. Yeah. I, I mean, you can get through there in 40 minutes walking in. And, Is that right? Yeah, it's a quick one. That's good for you. That'll get right, you back on the Executive par three course. Yes. I like it. I live on a golf course. <laughs> and you don't golf. Never set foot on the golf course. <laughs> Not even walked over to the fairway? No. No? No. Walked, by, walked through it kind of my walk every day. Right. And, um, anyways, uh, speaking of golf, it's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Uh, text the keyword SUPER to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 cash. That's SUPER to 200-200 standard message and data rate supply. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. He's next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. <laughs> Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Bill Bender for the Sporting News in about 15 or so minutes. Let's head south, shall we? Kansas City is where we go. Kansas City star columnist Blair Kirkhoff. He joins us to, talk, to discuss a variety of issues. Blair, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? 
I'm great. Hope you guys are doing okay. Absolutely are. Uh, Tyreek Hill, let's start there with the news yesterday. It sounds like the uh, uh, the district attorney wanted to press charges, made that very clear that he didn't think he had a case. Did I read that the way that uh, it was meant to be, Blair, that... Um, you know, that he believes something happened, that they didn't feel like they could win their case, therefore they're not going to go forward. Was that the way it was? And then what does this mean the NFL will do, if anything? Yeah, it's a little bit um, a little bit complicated. The district attorney of uh, Johnson County, Kansas, uh, had a press conference yesterday, which in and of itself was a little bit unusual. But because of Tyreek Hill, a high-profile person, uh, he, he thought it was, uh, you know, he thought it was best to, to answer questions, and of course, it was a, uh, a crowded press conference. Uh, newspaper, television, radio, all showed up. Yes, and that's and he revealed that uh, a crime had been committed, but uh, not enough evidence was available to, to press charges against either Tyreek Hill or his fiance, the mother of uh, their three-year-old child, who, uh, who who had been injured, who, who suffered a, a broken arm. And the you know the child suffered the the injury while in the home the, the hill home and um, and but uh, but there was not um, you know, again not enough evidence to, to to charge either either one of them so that um, so the the Johnson County the, the district attorney's office is not pursuing the criminal case against Hill but they haven't dropped the child protection case against Hill so that continues they the 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 um, the state child protection agency will continue to investigate um the the the, the incident and in the meantime the child is uh, although the district attorney did not say this we understand the child's no longer living in, in that mm. household so that's uh, that's where it stands and now the, the sort of the ball is in the court of um of the chiefs and and mostly the nfl because it's not the it's not the team that hands out punishment it's the nfl that does this and we um, you know, there, there are, there, there are some similar, you know, there's some precedent here, some similar cases, not exactly this, you know, Adrian Peterson lost nearly a year after, um, you know, after it was revealed that he had, you know, had taken what a switch to his, his child and was suspended for, you know, for a year, the Ezekiel Elliott may be the most, uh, quoted comparison when, when he was involved in a, you know, in, in a, battery with his um, you know with his uh, girlfriend there was uh, he was not he was found not guilty but the NFL suspended him for six games remember that a couple years yep. ago so uh, there doesn't have to be you know court guilt for um, uh, for the NFL to hand down a suspension and I and I imagine that that Tyreek Hill will be suspended by the NFL for I don't know two four six I have no idea how many games but I think that's the next step Tyreek Hill actually put out a statement today saying he's been cooperating with law enforcement officials and you know kind of a uh, uh, uh you know statement that uh, thank the chiefs and and uh, everybody for you know for supporting him in this time so a lot of a lot of uncertainty and it, it it comes at the you know on the eve of the draft so and and wide receiver wasn't a position we were thinking the chiefs would um you know, we they would target but maybe that's the case now so with Kansas City, with this uh, looming certainly over the head and no first-round pick, they need help defensively, certainly, and a change of what they're doing defensively with the new defensive coordinator coming in. What has been the draft scuttlebutt that you've been picking up on, Blair? Well, 
it does it did you're right, Trent. It did change earlier this week when they traded uh, for, for Frank Clark, uh, the, oh. the defensive end, the, yeah. the rush end for from from Seattle. That was going into the draft and going into this week before the trade was made. Thought was uh, help at the you know at the rush end, having changed over to the. Steve Spagmolo, Steve Spagnolo, <laughs> Spags, um, and, and having you know, and having uh, jettison uh, outside linebackers, just Houston and D Ford. Uh, they needed pass rush uh, help, and they got a great one in, in Frank Clark. So, they, I think they took that position off the draft board for the you know at least the early rounds, the the Thursday and the Friday rounds. So that leaves the Chiefs with some other priorities. I think. The secondary is one, even though they have signed uh, Bashard Breland and uh, you know the cornerback and also the Honey Badger Tyron Matthew um, at safety. They, they need to improve their depth at safety and at corner. And I wouldn't be surprised if when the Chiefs do pick for the first time, which will be late in the second round, and they have two picks. They have overall pick sixty-one and sixty-three. Uh, that they, that they, one of those picks will go to, uh, some, somebody in the secondary. They're also looking for depth at tight end. Somebody to play behind Travis Kelsey. They moved Demetrius Harris in the offseason and, uh, an offensive line. You know, they, uh, Mitch Morris, the center, has, is now with Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a center that they liked on the board that that person wouldn't go on, on Friday. Hmm. Uh, Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. Blair, I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes and his contract. That you know, sooner or later, they're they're going to not have the luxury of having maybe the game's most dynamic player uh, on on his still on his rookie deal. We saw Russell Wilson break the bank. Goff and Wentz are coming up, but I think they're all going to pale in comparison to the money Mahomes is sooner or later going to get. So that window, are they looking at this like, boy, we got to go for this now because we've seen when teams, you know, have to pay their quarterback that unfortunately that doesn't leave a lot of money to go around and Pat Mahomes is going to be the highest paid player in the NFL at one point. Yeah, there, there are a few schools of thought on this. Um, one is, as you say, this is the uh, the window of opportunity for, for some NFL team is when the quarterback, a proven, not a proven, but a, but a successful quarterback is on his rookie contract, look no further than Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh, two years ago, Legion of Boom. Great running game, Russell Wilson with with his uh, under his rookie contract, and they, they won one and went to another, and, uh, and 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 they just basically built the team. You know, they, they spent the money on other players because they had it to spend. The other school of thought is, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Mahomes is, is in line to become the, the highest paid highest paid player in NFL history. Um, now, Tom Brady spent a lot of his career in a similar position. Could have been, maybe should have been the highest paid player in, in the game, but decided not to. Um, decided to take much less than, uh, than market, uh, market value to, uh, to help, help his team and to spread that wealth uh, among other players. And look what it's done for, you know, it's elongated the Patriots dynasty that's, always, you know, that's, that's approaching 20 years. Now, Brady's getting paid now, but there were some key years in his career where he was under underpaid and he did that for you know the to continue winning at, at the high level what the Patriots have done so the reason I even bring that up is there's been a sign that 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 it's a possibility because Patrick Mahomes turned down and his agency turned down a ton of endorsements last year uh, when he was 
an apprentice behind, not last year, but the previous year's rookie year when he was working behind Alex Smith. And the reason they did that was because he, Mahomes didn't think that worked. And that, that, w- that wouldn't be right. Um, it would undermine the team, and, uh, and it was just not a good idea to, to do anything more than maybe some local radio spots than no, no national uh, advertisements which had been offered. So there is proof that Mahomes has, you know, has, has taken one for the team, so to speak, and there's some speculation that that could happen in, in his, uh, when, it, when he's due his, his, his big money, which is in two years. Blair, when you look at overall, I, you mentioned this to me up in Minneapolis, and I just loved it. We were talking about Big 12 stuff. You got the Royal season that was starting at the time. Patrick Mahomes, you've seen a lot of great stories there in Kansas City throughout your tenure. The Royals World Series, Kansas State on a break of a college national championship in football. Kansas winning a national championship in basketball. Patrick Mahomes and just anything that you write, hmm. is it different? Just the amount of traffic, the amount of people that, that talk about it, what Mahomes has meant to Kansas City and your area as a whole? Yeah, you're right, Trent. I remember talking to you about this. It's um, it's different because, first of all, the Chiefs never had a, an NFL MVP, and that that's uh, you know an award that's similar to that MVP, right? I mean, we don't Kansas City doesn't have uh, NHL or NBA, so the the only other one that could be comparable to that would be an you know baseball MVP. And, and the Royals haven't had that since George Brett in, in 1980. So they so, so Patrick Mahomes has this incredible season, 50 touchdowns, almost 5,100 yard passing season. Um, you know he he becomes a national figure, and in the social media era, which I don't know how, however you want to define that the, the length of that, 10 years maybe just for for the sake of discussion. Kansas City hasn't had anybody like this. Nobody in the you know in, in the sports realm and. This is a city that's had great athletes, the best, you know, the, the best professional athletes at their game at some point. Tom Watson is a Kansas City. Uh, Maurice Green was the world's fastest man, you know, 15 years ago at the, you know, at the Sydney Olympics, or, or even longer than that, 20 years ago at the Sydney Olympics. So they've had athletes who have been the best in, in their field, but not in the social media age where it's, you know, where, you know, you, you, you you tweet a picture of yourself, or you post some, you know, some video or some, you know, picture of yourself on Instagram, and all of a sudden the nation's looking at you. At that moment, you know, not not waiting and waiting the next day to see what's on the sports on Sports Center highlights, but at that moment they're watching you and seeing you. And so it, it's different for Kansas City. It's probably different for a smaller market, maybe to have something like this. Although I kind of Milwaukee's going through something like this right now, right? Mm-hmm, yes, Aaron Rodgers, Christian Yelich, uh, Giannis, the Greek, the Greek freak, right? I mean, markets uh, the size of uh, you know Kansas City, Milwaukee can can experience this. You don't have to be in L.A. or New York, um, you know, to be a, a national sports figure because of social media. Um, Patrick Mahomes likes it, likes it here too. I mean, I, I think he has to say things like that, but I think there's there's some. He just bought a house. Uh, in, in the last few weeks, I, I think he wants to stay here. So um, there, there's, uh, yeah, it, it's just different here. It's different because of him. And and in uh, 30 years, I've been in Kansas City. You know, I got here at the tail end of George Brett the last four or five years. And uh, but there hasn't been anything like this. 
Mm. Blair, my last thing for you, and uh, the guy that you share press role with a whole bunch, I'm assuming, over the years, Pat Forty, now with Yahoo, wrote, I thought his first couple of paragraphs on the Adidas uh, $196 million agreement that they signed with the University of Kansas, essentially a year after Kansas uh, called uh, called out Adidas uh, <laughs> in, in the whole scandal, a scandal that I just wish would go away. I mean, it's happening. We know that. I don't want it to change college basketball. I don't. I'm a selfish fan, and I think it'll make it worse. But I thought that that was um, maybe not ironic, the right word, but I, it did get a, bring a smile to my face that, you know, after saying that Adidas victimized uh, Kansas, Kansas turned around and signed a $196 million contract with him yesterday. Yeah. I mean, and so we, we're grown, you know, those of us that follow sports here in this market, well, the rivals, you know, Kansas State and Missouri are just howling at this. And I think Kansas fans are. are Having a difficult time reconciling uh, the, the, the contract. You know, what? A couple things here. I, I don't think there was an option for Kansas. I don't think Nike was uh, was going to make an offer that was anywhere close to this. And so this was the best offer available to Kansas, and it just so happens to be the richest offer from a, a shoe and apparel company to a university, richer than anything that Duke or North Carolina or UCLA anybody has. And, um, and, and you know, when Candace announced it yesterday, they made sure to emphasize, you know, money going to uh, education, mm. half a million dollars a year. And I thought, that, you know, it's probably a smart move to do that. But I, I think anybody can and, – and people understand that Kansas had to say those things. But, you know, you, you know what's going on here. Kansas is getting a lot of money yep. from the company that get, that could put them on probation. You know, <laughs> response. They've already gotten a player suspended because of uh, you know because of representatives of this apparel company. Um, money exchanged hands, and, and Silvio De Souza was uh, you know not only declared ineligible for this year, but next year as well, pending an appeal. So um, it, it is uh, it's it, it's a little bit of an awkward place, an uncomfortable place, but nothing that uh, you know fourteen or whatever it is fourteen eighteen million dollars a year can't soothe. No doubt about it. Blair, listen, I love having you on. Wish we had more time. I wanted to get to Azubuki and some of the other stuff lingering out there, including maybe Iowa State being picked, of all places, as high as third in preseason college football polls. Big 12-wise, I'm talking about, which is uncharted territory, as you well know. Catch up with you in the week to come. Thank you, Blair. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you, Blair Blair. Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. Bill Bender, Sporting News Next, Miller & Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's number one podcaster. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We're a few minutes behind, so let's get right to Bill Bender. Imagine that. Imagine. Uh, after all, it is the day that ends in Y. Yes. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News. He's one of their college football columnists. He's our guy every season or every week during the college football season and a whole bunch during the offseason. He's got draft duties to go with one of our other guys, Vinny Iyer, tonight. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Yeah, Vinny, Vinny and I are excited. This is a fun day for both of us, so hopefully he gives you some more draft insight. But uh, I was telling Trent at the break, uh, as a Packers fan, is uh, Hawkinson going to look good <laughs> in gold? If he gets to 12, it's, boy, all, all all signs are pointing to the Packers snapping him up if he's there at 12. It really, it really seems like that's the case, Bill. Well, it, it would be a good pick, and even if they don't get him and no offense available at 30, I yep. think that would be another option. Um, this draft 
really tonight, and Vinny will tell you the same thing. Um, I think the drama happens if Kyler doesn't go number mm-hmm. one, which I think he will. Otherwise, it's a lot of defensive linemen and, and kind of – we talked about those guys all last year on the college side. Mm-hmm. There's so much talent coming through this draft that uh, if you need an edge rusher, you're going to get one. If you, you, you can find one. No question about it. You know, I want to pick your brain on the quarterbacks, not named Murray. I know you saw Haskins probably, what, a handful of times last year, including the spring and then a bunch of games. And I'm not sure if you saw Locke in person, Jones in person. But let me ask you about Haskins because I just don't know what to make of him. I really don't. He's not the most mobile guy, but he was certainly effective in his one year starting at Ohio State. He seems going to be the the second quarterback that comes off the board. What do you, when you, when you watched Dwayne Haskins play, do you see a surefire NFL starting quarterback? It reminds me a little bit of Matthew Stafford, which okay. they got that comparison from Bobby Carpenter, uh, who works at the Big Ten Network, former Buckeye, and a Lancaster kid like me, and we were talking about it, and it just makes sense. Um, I think he can make any throw on the field. I think there are some valid questions about how he handles pressure and, and his mobility. Um but I, I've been around him enough to know that he think he has the maturity to be a really good NFL quarterback. So I guess Washington likes him is something we've been hearing. They may trade up, try to grab him. I, if he fell to the Bengals, I think that would be a good pick because it seems like Denver on the other end really likes Locke, who I was around at SEC Media Day, really mature kid, good numbers. I like Haskins better than Locke. To be honest with you, I like Haskins better than Murray for this class. You know, uh, the Vikings at 18, they need offensive line help. There are a ton of tackle prospects here that people like. As you go back to last season and the guys that you saw, who's the offensive tackle if you were sitting there in the teens and maybe kind of had your choice of this group? Who do you like the most? I think Dalton Reisner's the guy, uh, and you guys know that. K-State. Big 12. Yeah. I, he couldn't be more solid at, at the position. His maturity is off the charts. Our, our own Mike DeCourcy was around him at the Combine, and he was he was kind of asking me, well, what offensive lineman should I talk to? And I said, go talk to Dalton Reisman and tell mm-hmm. me what you think. And he was blown away. So I think that's a guy that if you're looking for a tackle. But, you know, you, you guys know how this business works. We're already looking at the 2020 mock, and I'll have <laughs> one of those up on the weekend. There are a lot of tackles in next year's draft. Tackles and receivers are going to be the story of that draft. Who's the of uh, the defensive players that'll likely come off the board first? I, I love Josh Allen with Kentucky. I don't think he goes before either Bosa or Williams. You watch Bosa at Ohio State. You saw Williams when you watched Alabama, including in the uh, the playoff. Uh, who of those two is the one that's a safer pick? Who is the you know the surest thing out of Bosa and Williams? I mean, I both think they're going to have really long, good careers. But is one better than the other, Bill Bender? You know, I think Bose is going to be really good. I, and, you know, you hate to make the lazy comparison, but if you like his brother, you're going to like yeah. him. I watched enough of him at Ohio State. They both are very similar players. I actually think Nick could be a little bit better. Um, Josh Allen's a guy, I talked to him last week, that I think has to prove himself all over again. And that's crazy to sound like that when he had 18 sacks in the SEC. But I think he's going to be an outstanding edge rusher. The one I like, um, you know, I like Ed Oliver. I, I just think I saw him dominate so much at Houston. I think they'll find a spot for him. I don't, you know, you can't say he's going to be Aaron Donald. That, that'd be cheating Aaron Donald. But hmm. I think he's going to be pretty darn good on the interior. 
We're talking with Bill Bender from the Sporting News, taking a look at the NFL draft. Now, we talked a little bit about those quarterbacks. What, why does this happen seemingly every year where NFL teams are, are searching? You watch Jones at Duke. David Cutcliffe did a nice job with him, but he was an accurate passer. You don't get more accurate when you go to the NFL. Drew Locke, again, maybe down the road. But I just, year after year, when there aren't that many quarterbacks, yet we, we try to shoehorn these guys in. Why do the NFL teams continue to do this, Bill? Well, they talk themselves into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my best friend since first grade, we, we have this long-running joke about it because he'll, he'll, he was telling me early in the process, he's like, wait, he didn't say Daniel Jones, it was somebody else. He said, wait till they start telling me that he's a top-five pick. And, you know, Jones can be a solid player. I mean, the sleeper quarterback that I've always liked, and he just isn't getting the buzz in the ground. Will Greer? I think you'd be okay. Is Will Greer. Mm-hmm. Did, did one of you guys say that before? Yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah. my guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, anybody that thinks he can't play, I, I just tell him, go watch the Texas game. Mm-hmm. He can make NFL throws. I think he's got the mentality for it. He's mature. He had a long, winding career. Um, so I like Greer after that initial three of Locke, Haskins, and, and uh, of course, Kyler. But I think Kyler's more of a, a system fit. So, you know, I think Will Greer's the guy that I would – Day two, maybe if I'm looking for that backup quarterback, he could be the guy. Yeah, it doesn't get a lot of love here because Iowa State just completely took him out of his game uh, in Ames this year. And I'm with you. I watched Will Greer enough to know that, you know, he impressed the heck out of me. What about the Clemson guys? They, they all came back, uh, mission accomplished, and now they're going to, you know, Wilkins and Farrell. They're going to go, at least you would think, both of them in, in the first round. It would be a shock if they didn't. Uh, which of those two, if either of those two, um, you know, even Dexter Lawrence, uh, I guess we'll put three of them in there. Who do you like best? Yeah, I think this will be a good PSA for their program. Yeah, really. Those guys go tonight. Um, I always thought, you know, it was hard to judge which guy was the best. But whenever I talk to the, the people that, that knew that program, that knew those guys, that followed the ACC closely, they always told me that Wilkins was the guy mm-hmm. that, that kind of made it go. And, I mean, you saw it with his leadership and – and those kind of things. He was a Campbell Trophy Award winner, which given is basically the academic Heisman. Um, and he was that team leader for so long, and I think he's the big reason those guys stayed. So I'd probably start with Wilkins, though I think the most upside is probably whenever you watch De- Dexter Lawrence play, he, he did some things that 340-pound guys shouldn't be able to do. Finally, to some college football and uh, the college football playoff. Barry Alvarez, as always, was flapping his gums a couple <laughs> weeks back, and Getting people excited about an expansion of the playoff with meetings going on, though, this week. Sounds like that was just Barry being Barry, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no movement toward that. There was no movement last year. And I, and I think I always tell people Twitter's not going to get you an 18 play. The, <laughs> the, the people that run that are going to get it when they want. and They don't pay attention to that noise. So I do think there's a little bit of disconnect, though, between their thinking and the think. I, think, I feel like the three of us are always in the middle on that, where – I like the four-teamer. I could see reasons for an eight-teamer, but I, I'm always a cautious, be careful what you wish for type of guy because uh, you know I know that once we go to eight, there'll be even less value on the Bulls in the regular season. Indeed. Bill, 30 seconds left. Uh, when do you guys get, I mean, I'm just going to say serious. You're always serious. But when do you guys really start going on preseason college football? Yeah, well, next week, actually. After we get through the draft, we'll have an updated top 25. All of our top 25 quarterbacks out. Um, I told Trent at the break we'll have a 
Columbus Blue Jackets Stanley Cup for nice. you. I mean, all those nice. things be out there for you guys. I'm all for it. I love that team. Uh, great coach. Uh, big fan of Tortorella. Um, they're fun to watch. Bill, great stuff. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, and we'll watch you and Vinny Iyer do your thing tonight. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Good Appreciate to talk it. to you. Bill Bender, sporting news on the NFL draft. All right, we're going to do some puck. We're going to get to Joe O'Donnell, preview game three. Sure, it's on the road. I don't care. We're going to talk about game three of the Calder Cup. Uh, first round of the playoffs and then more NFL draft before Trent and I get out of here at noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.